When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Some people were really surprised by how badly the Cowboys beat the Buccaneers last night on Monday Night Football Super Wild Card Weekend. I think most of those people didn't watch a lot of football this year. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Michael Rothstein. The question here, did the Cowboys make a statement? I, I don't. They were four games better than the Buccaneers during the regular season. So they played last night, and they looked like a team that was four games better. Going to San Francisco and winning would be making a statement. I don't think, Michael, they've made a statement quite yet. No, I'm with you. I don't think they have either. Again, I cover the NFC South. Like, that's part of my main job at ESPN. I cover the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sorry. They should pay you double. Hey, uh, Heather Burns, everybody, my bosses, I hope you just heard Aaron Goldhammer say that because I'm all about that. More money for me. Yeah, listen, the the NFC South is a terrible division. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for a large portion of the season, at least from the outside, looked like a team that hated each other. They did not look like they were enjoying playing football. They did not look particularly well coached. And they did not look particularly efficient or effective, and they were 8-9. And the only reason they were in the playoffs was because they were playing, honestly, three teams. Every other team in that division made a quarterback change, Aaron. Yeah. They were like, kind of lucky it was to bad. be 8-9, too. Like, yeah, oh, really, they were. You know, if you look at some of the games they won, uh, kind of make the, you shake your head. It was like Tom Brady pulling miracles against the Rams, well, against the Saints. The game I could, the first game that I covered with Atlanta. Remember, there was a phantom, a phantom roughing the passer call that was called on Grady Jarrett. That the Bucks would have given up the ball to Atlanta, and Atlanta would have had a chance to go and drive down the field and win. That that was the name of the Bucks season. They got lucky. They could have honestly been a five win team this year. Yeah, I think psychologically, though, for the Cowboys. Um, having to play Tom Brady. You know, a lot of people were looking at that going, oh, this could be the end of Mike McCarthy. Um, The Cowboys haven't had a road playoff win since the mid-90s, you know. (laughs) So it was maybe a little bit more of a psychological hurdle for them than an actual football hurdle. Um, And Troy Aikman was talking about that, Monday Night Football analyst. Of course, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback as well, that that it was a psychological win for Dak Prescott. Take a listen. For Dak to be able to handle it the way that he did, really, the, the entire team. And what does that mean? I mean, they've been hearing about that they haven't won a road playoff game in 30 years, and they've come up short so many times in the postseason and not yet made it to the NFC Championship game. That is obviously still alive, and that will be the talk as they go into next week's game. But, the, you know, as we've talked about in our game, let, let them enjoy this one. Indeed. This was a, this was, this was a great win. They're going to have their hands full, as we know next week but just a huge win for Dak I thought it was the best game of Dak Prescott's career Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio ESPN app when you consider the stakes but he's gonna have to go and do that again if they're gonna have a chance to beat the 49ers this coming week he has to play turnover free football and I think he's got to make sure that they get to 24 points I think that's the number if the Cowboys get there I'd give them a chance against the 49ers 
Yeah, oh, I think at minimum, because you look at what San Francisco's done offensively, you look at what they've done defensively. Yeah, you might say what you want about Brock Purdy, and I know that how you feel about Brock Purdy. I, I think that they're a good team. They're a good team at every single level. Like, San Francisco is a team that you look at in the NFL, and I, I don't know if I can find a true weakness. Their offensive line is good. Their running backs are great. Their receiving core, really good. Tight end, George Kittle's one of the best in the game. Brock Purdy is playing very well right now, and then defensively, Every level has Pro Bowl-type players. Just one point on Dak Prescott, by the way. I'm not going to say that's the best game of his career because even though he lost this game, he did throw for 502 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception in a game you probably remember because it was against the Cleveland Browns. Like He has had some massive, massive games before. I, I, I'm not ready to call it well, the best game of Well, when you consider the stakes, the Browns yeah, game fine. was a I'll game in this. September. So, That's you know, fair. I, no, yeah, I'll give but, you that. I'll give you that with the stakes. And by the way, when we're talking about Dallas and you're talking about mental, mental situations, right? There is one player on the Cowboys that they have to get right mentally because otherwise they have no, no shot. And that no, is their kicker, that, Brett Maher. Well, okay. So they got to get to 24 points. That would mean three touchdowns and every one of the extra points is made. And a field and they, goal. So I'm not sure I've ever seen an NFL player have a worse day at work than Brett Maher did yesterday. Now, he had an okay season, but the guy missed an NFL record four extra points so I don't know how long the leash is, but according to Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, he's not losing his job because of last night. We, I mean, we need we need Brett. He he understands that. So uh, you know, we need to get back on it this week and you know get him ready to go. Obviously, we're kicking out you know an outdoor stadium out there in in Santa Clara. So, um, but you know we you know um, yeah he's disappointed, but uh, you know we need him. We need him to focus in, and you know he's he's been super clutch for us all year. So, um, but that's the plan. Canty and Carlin, I'm Aaron Goldhammer, Michael Rothstein. This is not like a quarterback having a bad day or a pitcher having a bad day. Kickers are eminently replaceable, Michael. And there are guys on the street right now that could reliably make a 33-yard kick. Would you think about one of them if you were the Cowboys? Normally, I would say yes. In this instance, I would say no, because it's the playoffs and you're bringing in a guy that theoretically has been off the street. We haven't seen much kicker movement this year, so it's not like you're going to necessarily get a guy that's been on an NFL field in the last, oh, two, three, four months. Plus this, Brett, Ma- Brett Maher has made 90.6% of his field goals this year. Like, that's a really high percentage, and realistically, that's what you need him for. Extra points. Interestingly, he missed three extra points in the regular season. That's the most he's missed in a regular season in his career. And, and he missed four, four yesterday. Mi- right, exactly. I'm talking about in the regular season, right? And he missed two extra points last year. Before that, he only missed one in the prior two years. So, like, I, I feel like this was maybe just an aberration. I, I would not move on from him. I wouldn't because I, I at the Do end the of the Cowboys day, Cowboys have a good sports goals. psychologist because they need him right now to meet. Well, with if they, don't, I, if they don't, they can go find. I know you're not. And, and you know what? If they don't, it's easy to go find one. Dallas is a big city. I believe it's called a Metroplex. Correct. Uh, I, I mean, Jerry could probably pay the best one in the world. Whoever that is, they need him to go meet with the Cowboy kicker. Um, you score a touchdown down seven in the fourth quarter next Sunday. Mm-hmm. You going for two, or are you putting this kid out there to try to kick the extra point to tie the game? 
Well, I mean, I think, I think it depends. As long as he makes – the whole key for him is going to be making that first kick, whatever it is, uh, next Sunday night in San okay, Francisco. Okay, so what if, he misses, make, what if he misses it? Then what do you do? I mean, you've got to win the game. You can't yeah, let I 52 mean, other guys suffer because you don't trust your kicker to be able to make even a 33-yarder. I, I don't know what I – honestly, if he misses his first kick, I would get very, very concerned. Like, I, I, want, I want to make sure that first kick is an extra point. I want to make sure, or a really short inside the red zone field goal. Make it a chip shot. If, obviously, you'd rather score the touchdown, but if you don't, I would try to make it as easy as possible. Make sure that he's in a good mental health space, a good head space, and you need him to make that first kick. If he doesn't, I, I think it depends on where you were sitting in the game at that point. Because you also, you can't make a call for a two-point conversion, Aaron, and have that be the reason you lose either. Just you can't because say okay, say you're say you're sitting there right, and they score, and it's to tie the game, right? And you're playing well, and you're frustrating Brock Purdy, which you think is going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, how can you then look at your defense and look at your offense and say, you know what? Listen, we're going to go for two here. And there's like three minutes left in the game versus tying the game. I, I just I, I think it has to be situational in that in that instance. You have to trust the guy that he's going to be able to get right. Uh, I hate to say it like this crap, but I bet if you gave me the rest of the week to practice, I'm athletic no, you enough could have. No, you to could be have. able to make. Nope. Yes. Yes. No. no. 33 yarder. It's not a 50 yarder. Hey, Aaron, what's the longest field goal you've ever made? 25. Okay. So I'll. Uh, when, and when did you do that? Um, eighth grade or ninth grade. Okay, I was out there. Yeah. I was out there with goalposts, and I, you know, hit it off a tee, and I was able to loop it over the bar from the fifteen-yard line. Well, so it's not gr- that much further, <laughs> right? But you're also you're probably kicking on goalposts that are like twice as wide, like in a non-NFL stadium. Aaron, you're not going to be able to do it. I'm sorry. I know you want the paycheck. I don't blame you for wanting the paycheck, but I just don't see it happening. Coming up, um, who are the top quarterbacks left in the playoffs, and who is number one? We will get to our list. Canty and Carlin, Aaron Goldhammer, Michael Rothstein filling in. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Each week, only one team can top Canty's NFL power rankings. Number one. Who? Who's number one? Find out now. It's who's number one. All right. Well, it's time for us to rank our top five QBs left in the playoffs. Michael, I am going to go first because, well, my list is better than yours. Eh. Let's number start five. With number five. And I've got Jalen Hurts here. It's funny because he might win the MVP and he's the fifth best quarterback left in the postseason. Uh, probably it'll end up going to Mahomes because of the injury at the end of the year. I think Jalen Hurts really has something to prove. He, he proved that he is a bona fide franchise QB throughout the course of the year. But now he's got to do it coming off injury, and he's got to do it in the playoffs. He has great talent around him. But I think that the Eagles' confidence level in him right now isn't as high as it was in October. Yeah, I mean, listen, this, isn't, this is not a confidence level situation. My number five quarterback, it's Daniel Jones from the New York Giants because – the Giants do, by the way, have a ton of confidence, but it's backed by how he's been playing. The guy has thrown one interception since November, since November 24th. 
when they lost to Dallas 28-20. He has not even thrown an interception in that game. He's only thrown one since, and that was actually against Minnesota when they lost in the regular season. He has been dynamic. You watched what he did against the Vikings in Minnesota. He was calm. He was collected. And, oh, yeah, he made a difference with his legs, too. 17 carries, 78 yards a yeah. week ago. And in week 17, he ran for 11 times for 91 yards. They found a way to use him as a dual-threat quarterback. I know Trevor Lawrence is really good, and he's playing really well. But he, Daniel Jones hasn't thrown four interceptions. He, he, the last time, he took him. He hasn't. If, if you combine it, he threw four interceptions over the last 15 weeks of the regular season. Yeah. Daniel Jones is better than but, Trevor but, but, Lawrence. Michael, right let, me, let me ask you this about, about Daniel Jones. How does it feel to be behind bars? I've never been in jail before, and right now you're a prisoner of the moment. Next! Oh, oh wow. Hi, Dad Joke. That's such <laughs> a Dad four. Joke. I got Dak Prescott here. Um, speaking of guys who have thrown a lot of interceptions, certainly he's been a victim of that. But I think that his overall track record proves that he is a guy that you can trust to play pretty darn well. And I think his career really is at a crossroads coming up on – Sunday in San Francisco. But I think that he showed you last night with this group of weapons, when you don't put the whole thing on his plate, that he's capable of playing really, really well. And I've got him a notch ahead of Hurts. I got Dak Prescott number four. Michael? Well, first of all, uh, I'm I'm sitting in this prison here that you've you've created for me, this cell, and I hope you're making some room for yourself because you are very much a prisoner in the moment because Dak Prescott has thrown for 15 interceptions in 12 games. He's thrown for more interceptions than he's played in games this year. Sorry, I can't put a guy in the top five if you're looking at that statistic. It's just not happening. My number four quarterback, it's the guy that you talked about at number five. It's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, again, massive dual threat option here, and he all he's done is to lead the Philadelphia Eagles to be the best team in the NFC. I think he'd be even maybe higher on this list had he not gotten hurt. I do have questions about the injury situation at this point in time, but what have you seen from Jalen Hurts this year that questions anything? He is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, and the only reason he's not higher is because the three guys that are higher than him, at least on my list, are yeah. probably three of the four best quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, if you give the MVP award away on Christmas, I think Jalen Hurts would have won it. I, I yes. think an, in, an injury, fair or unfair, probably stuffed it for him at the end of the year, but he had as good a season, I think, as an Eagles quarterback has ever had in franchise history. Next! Number three. Number three, I'm going to go with, speaking of turnover machines, a guy who's made too many of them, uh, and some of them have gone for touchdowns, and that is Josh Allen. He has incredible arm talent. I mean, to watch him flip his wrist. Is it flip your wrist or flick your wrist? Flick his wrist. I think it might be both. Flip, flick his wrist. And the ball (laughs) to go zooming 50 yards down the field. He gets out of the pocket. He's a modern-day John Elway. I think there's a little hero ball going on with him, and I think he needs to trust the rest of his team to step up and make plays, and he needs to realize he doesn't have to throw a 75-yard touchdown on every play. But I think, you know, there's a real world in which he's a Super Bowl champion in a couple of weeks. Number three is not a bad place to be for Josh Allen. Michael? Yeah, no, I I agree with you that Josh Allen's a top three quarterback, but I don't have him at number three. I have him... We'll, we'll get to that. I've got Joe Burrow at number three, and here's why. Joe Burrow has had a fantastic season once again, Pro Bowl season once again. 68.3% of his passes completed, 35 touchdowns, 12 picks, 4,475 yards. But here's the thing with Joe Burrow, and this is why I have him third. 
I think more than the more than the two guys I have ahead of him, he has the most talent around him. And that helps him the most. So he has aided. It's not through any fault of Joe Burrow that he's behind these two guys. They're all uber talented. But I look at the fact that he's got three number one wide receivers, realistically, in Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. Those guys could be number one on almost any team in the NFL. So that, that, that hurts him a little bit, but he gets him the ball, and he's so, so efficient with it. Like, he's great. He's just number three. Next! Number two. I've got Burrow number two. He took his team to the Super Bowl last year. He's been great in the clutch, even in these playoff games. And I think he's proven to maybe a little bit, be a little bit mentally tougher than Josh Allen has been over the course of the last couple of years. The other thing he's done to me that puts him, he's gone to Kansas City and actually won. It's funny. Josh Allen went to Kansas City and won the game, but there were 13 seconds left, and he ended up not being able to touch it again. Joe Burrow has finished the deal, and for me, that's why it puts him a step ahead at number two. I think that's going to be a fabulous game coming up on Sunday afternoon. I'm really looking forward to it, but I got Burrow a notch ahead of Josh Allen. I've got him at number two. Michael? I've got Josh Allen very, very so slightly ahead of Joe Burrow at number two, but it really is a coin flip. Like when when our producer Stosh asked us to make these lists here earlier today, I I, I went back and forth on it. It, it was by far the, the closest debate that I had of any of the positions because I think the guy who's won is clear. Like to me, Josh Allen, what he's able to do with his legs and how much he's able to run the ball with his legs gives me just a little bit more than Joe Burrow. Because the other thing with Josh Allen is this. I think Josh Allen is somewhat impacted when we're looking at it at the environment that he plays in. Because it is hard to play in Buffalo. Like, as a quarterback. It's very hard to play in Buffalo. And to me, what he's done there, sure, his completion percentage isn't great. 63.3% this season. 62.5% in his career. But the dude throws 30, has thrown 35-plus touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. Yes, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. That, yes, that does concern me. But overall, yeah. like, I'm sorry. I, I think he's just a hair better than Joe Burrow. You can't but go wrong with either one. Yeah, you're, you're, you're Everyone not... talks about Allen's legs all the time, and rightfully so. He is very mobile and has done a great job with it. Burrow's legs don't get talked about enough. That's you know. fair, but also, I mean, Joe Burrow has also not run for over 700 yards the last two seasons each and run for 13 to- total touchdowns in the last two seasons. Um, Number one. There you go. And, I mean, this is no breaking news surprise, and I don't think we need to spend a lot of time explaining why. Patrick Mahomes is the king of the NFL quarterbacks right now. He is the undisputed champion number one guy. <laughs> Yeah, there's not much to say here. I mean, Patrick Mahomes going to probably should be the MVP this year again. Like we talked about earlier, massive case for Jalen Hurts. But Patrick Mahomes is just so special. Like what he does with the different with his different arm angles, how he's able to move. He's a dual threat quarterback. But every time he throws the ball. It could possibly go for a touchdown. And what he's done without Tyreek Hill this year, which there are a lot of questions about that going into the offseason, going into this past season, he, he looks just as good, if not better. Like, there's no way he's not the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Sorry. Mahomes at number one. That is, who's number one is re-ranked the top five quarterbacks left in the playoffs. Up next, a new boss is making his expectations clear. We discuss. It's Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michael Rothstein on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive. We're on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. You can watch us, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can listen. You can also check us out on your smart speaker. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Michael Rothstein. The Arizona Cardinals are a mess. They have a new (laughs) general manager. They have no coach right now. Their quarterback is off somewhere, I think, playing video games or maybe watching us on uh, the ESPN app. Monty Ossenfort is their new general manager. He's from the Bill Belichick New England Patriots tree. And he had a very interesting soundbite today as an introductory press conference, Michael, that you wanted to make comment on. Everybody take a listen. I'm excited to embark on this next stage in Cardinals football. We're going to focus on a completely unified message across the general manager, the head coach, and ownership to what exactly we want to be as a football organization. We're going to institute a thorough and exhaustive scouting process. We are going to turn over every stone to find the right players for this team. We are not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team. We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We are going to look look for focused, driven, and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way. I don't know how to look at that other than a shot at Kyler Murray. (laughs) No, see, I don't think it was that, although maybe. But I don't think it was that because everything that I heard in there except for ego will not be tolerated. I think I've heard from every general manager candidate that has gotten a job that is then done an introductory press conference. I think like you can take that like from the boilerplate school of like general manager like press conference 101 step one, and I think that literally that is probably what is there in like the first four paragraphs. Yeah. All because the GMs I, turn over all the stones. Right? All the stones. Everybody, you know, same message. Exhaustive scout. Like yeah, but the thing that stuck out was ego will not be tolerated. I, this is where I have a problem, Aaron, because that already sounds very, like, Patriot-esque. And if we've learned one thing over the last, oh, I don't know, two decades, it's that the Patriot way does not work anywhere except for New England because there is only one Bill Belichick. And I covered a guy in Bob Quinn in Detroit who 
knew that because he came from New England, came from the Patriots. And he, I remember even talking to him, and I wrote about this early on. Like, I know that you can't be Bill. No one can be Bill. You can't be Bill. And hearing that, to me, just seems like, oh, my God, you're going to try and be Bill. And, like, that's just not going to work. Plus, also this, Goldhammer, you want football players to have egos. If you have an egoless team, well, yeah. you know what? You're probably yeah. also not going to be very good. I, I, I want to have talk show hosts who have egos. You know, I mean, yeah. if no one want, no one wants to listen to an egoless talk. Um, there's a reason why NFL players get to this stage of progress as a player. You're not supposed to get there. You know, if you, you're <laughs> supposed to play in high school and then peter out, or maybe you go to college and then the top one percent of those guys get to actually go play football in the NFL. Of course, you want guys who have a little bit of ego or swagger. What does he mean by? Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. Have you watched, you know, the, the way <laughs> NFL players operate? And, and so you're not going to let them do touchdown celebrations? You're not going to let them. The, what is the line between ego and confidence here? Because if I don't you don't know, have maybe confidence, it, then you're going to go 0-17. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to do some psychology stuff with the id and the ego. And this is like, you know, uh, this is going back to like psychology classes that I took at Syracuse. I mean. Uh, sorry, what are you doing, Monty? Like, don't wh- why say that? I don't know. To me, that like you said, maybe it was a shot at Kyler Murray. I've just I saying, mean, I don't know how like, else this to can't look happen. At it. But I don't know how I, else to look because other than it, maybe you just think that there are big personalities on that team. You're trying to get rid of them. But who, guess what? Again, who? that does not work. Who? It who are the, these big personalities that they that they want to get? Like James Connors walking around flaunting his ego <laughs> I don't know. all over the place. I, I I don't know. I'm not in that locker room. Like we've got our our guy Josh Weinfuss who's in that locker room. Like I I don't know the answer to that question. I'm just saying it, it just struck me as so odd and so out of touch with like today's player. Like who cares if a guy has an ego as long as he's producing for you on the field and not I causing total, problems. I totally agree. I totally agree. Don't we all have egos? What do you mean yes. ego will not be tolerated? If you're listening out there and whatever it is that you do, you probably think you're pretty damn good at it and you should have a little bit of, or there, there's something that you do. I'll give you an example. Beyond just being a talk show host, I have ego as a parallel parker. I believe that I am the best parallel parker in the country. If parallel parking was an Olympic sport, I think that I could be the gold medalist. In fact, I think people that use the camera, the backup camera at a parallel park, that's a cheat code. That's That's cheap and it's cheating. No, 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 no. I put my hand on the headrest on the passenger seat. I look back and I have a pretty darn big car, but I'll park it in a relatively small space because that's how good of a parallel parker I am. I have ego about it because I'm good at it. Well, you are the best parallel parker on this show. I can guarantee you of that because I am a terrible parallel parker, Aaron Goldhammer. I have no ego about my parallel parking skills. Want to know why? Because I'm terrible at it. I also do not have a car that has that camera, so I have to do it. But you know what? I failed my driving test for the first time when I was 16 years old. I'm way older than that now because I couldn't parallel park. I've never been good at it. I don't have an ego there. But yes, there are. You have. I there. It, it bothers me so much because like if you. Are, and have to if you're good at what you do, 
whether you want to admit it or not, and there if you're is on, some if you're, level of ego. If you're honest with yourself, yeah, you, there is some has level of ego. You can say, yes. like I always say, I don't, I don't feel like I have any. But you have an ego because you have some belief. You have to but have we, some. We all watched the Last Dance. Did Michael Jordan yeah. have an ego? So you're but, telling me Monty Austin Fort wouldn't want Michael flipping Jordan in his organization? Well, I, yeah, I mean, let's, let's let's be honest. I think that Monty Austin Fort was probably looking for a different description, a different. A different word. I think he was maybe looking for arrogance. I think maybe he was looking for um, overconfidence. I think maybe I he was I looking for... I don't care for... about arrogance. I know you do, but I'm just saying, I'm trying to figure out Patrick Mahomes is arrogant. He throws the ball with his left hand for touchdown passes. Well, because he is that good. He's just that good. So, I'm, I'm so, trying to figure so out losing, what, Aaron, so, what... So say this. So say this. Losing will not be tolerated in our organization. Because if you've got an ego and you suck, that's a problem. Fair but enough. If you've got but if an you ego say, and you're great, that's not a problem. No one's going to run around and say, oh, Josh Allen's got too big of an ego on some of the decisions that he makes. Even though he throws the occasional interception, there are 31 other NFL teams that would love to have him as their quarterback, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. If you say losing will not be tolerated, sure. But guess what? You're probably not going to win in year one. And then you're, you've said something that's already going to come back to bite you. You have to be somewhat smart in these press conferences as well. A guy I covered in Detroit for a while, their team president, Rod Wood, in his first press conference said, I'm not really a football guy, but I can handle this team. I'm paraphrasing here. That, that followed him for so long, even though you understood what he meant. Dan Campbell talking about biting off kneecaps. You understood what he meant. I feel like this is going to be something that for Monty Austin Fort, he probably meant something different than what yeah. it came out as. Yeah. But, can, man, can, that also, looks bad. If you're going to be a leader of an organization, don't come out and read prepared notes. Like, guys, come on. The fans well, but to be want fair, to get a little bit of a flavor for your personality. So don't – you're yeah. reading a prepared high – my name is Monty Austinfort. But nice I don't have a problem with that. I don't, I don't have a problem with it because he's a personnel executive at the end of the day. It's not like he is a guy who played in the league for 10 years. It's not like he's a guy who was a coordinator who had to do press conferences every week. It's very possible that Monty Austinfort has talked to the media like three times in his life and never at a podium. I'm just saying, like, to me, I understand where he would be very nervous in that situation. To be a leader, you don't want to sound like you're reading your take. Is what? But, I, is well, fine. What, so it's what, worse to go I'm out saying. and stumble on your words in the for, in your first impression. There, I'd rather no, have somebody I, I who I prepared comes, notes. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, Mike. It, it comes with the job description of being an NFL general manager to be a really good leader. If you're not. Then I think well, you're going to have problems. Between- Otherwise, there are people who are good at scouting players but can't lead, and those guys are called scouts. And every sure, organization like, has them. No, but you're looking at you're 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 conflating leader with public speaker. That's what you're doing here, and that's not fair. Because there are a lot of people who are not great public speakers who are fantastic leaders. Well, I think you've got to be a good communicator. I think that that comes with the job description of being. Yeah, but an again, NFL that's GM. different in the public. That's different in a, your first ever press conference in the public, where you're obviously nervous. It's the job you've been hoping for for a lifetime. Yeah, you're going to be really nervous if you haven't done this. I'm just saying, I don't think that's fair. Well, to have this argument, both you and I have to have egos, and so neither one of us would be welcome on a Monty Awesome Fort <laughs> football team. Well, speaking of new general managers, we have news of another team making a big personnel hire. We will get to that next in three and out. This is Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammery's Michael Rothstein on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. By Aaron Goldhammer with Michael Rothstein. We are filling in for the guys, and it is time for three and out. We start with the Tennessee Titans hiring a new general manager. Now, their season went really down the toilet when they fired their last GM in December. They then went on a losing streak and lost the division to the Jaguars, but Ran Carthon is the new GM of the Titans. I asked you if he was related to Mo Carthon. I guess it's his son, but... You cover the NFL for a living, Michael. So what do you know about Rand Carthon? I don't know a lot about Rand Carthon, I'll be honest with you. By the way, the person who was the number two in Tennessee is the guy we were just talking about, Monty Austinfort. So they are completely changing themes here in Tennessee. Have to wonder if Ego will be involved there. But no, I, I like this move by them. He was in San Francisco for a while, helped really build that Niners team that we really, both of us, I think, is maybe the best team in the NFC right now, or at least the deepest team in the NFC. I really like this opportunity because I don't think the Titans are as far away. They're going to have to kind of retool. I don't think it's a full rebuild. And I think Rand Carthon's a guy that can do that because he knows what he's going to be looking for. But for them, to me, it all starts with the quarterback. Uh, Carthon played for Spurrier at Florida, and I vaguely remember him won the 2000 SEC championship. Listen to this stat. He had 22 rushing yards in his entire NFL career, but he scored two NFL touchdowns in his NFL career. So despite the lack of yardage, he has put points on the board, and they hope to do the same in Tennessee. Maybe some passing could be in the future with a new quarterback. Uh, Jim Schwartz hired today general manager, general manager, defensive coordinator. I don't know if he, <laughs> he would, lo- he would love to be the general manager for what it's worth. Uh, Jim Schwartz hired today as the new D.C. in Cleveland. Uh, I am here in Cleveland, and I think this is a pretty safe move for them. You know, Jim Schwartz may not be the best head coach in the world, but he has proven to be a good coach and a good defensive coordinator. Browns need discipline, and I think they'll get it from Jim Schwartz and I might bet Miles Garrett defensive player of the year now because I think Schwartz will get the best out of the Browns' future Hall of Fame edge rusher, Michael. Yeah, listen, I covered Jim Schwartz. My first year in the NFL, covering the NFL, was 2013. That was Schwartz's last year in Detroit. That defense was incredibly good, especially on the defensive line. That's where he makes a lot of his hay, right, is with that defensive line. He runs a 4-3 or has in the past – wide nine type situation. I think it's going to be a great feel for Miles Garrett. Personality-wise, it's going to be interesting, too. Get ready for some Metallica Megadeth if you are within the Cleveland Browns because that is Jim Schwartz 
to a T. Pretty interesting quote, too, if you get him going. But he'll also maybe be a little contrarian for you if you need that. But I like this hire for the Browns. Like you said, I think it's safe. I think you know what you're getting. He's been a defensive coordinator three other places, including Philly and Buffalo. Yep. And those defensive, defenses have all been good. Yeah, He's he, not, he, he hasn't there. had a dud yet. He was there for the 9-7 and seven year with Doug Marone. Um, which was a good year for the Bills at the time. They weren't the powerhouse that they are now. And then he won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. And if I was him, I mean, I think he's the first person ever to go into the building in Berea, Ohio, with a Super Bowl ring. I'd throw that thing down on the table and say, <laughs> you know, guys, if you want to win one of these, you got to start listening and paying more attention to detail, I mean, which is a problem for the Browns' defense this year. It's entirely possible that that scenario absolutely will happen. Remember that Jim Schwartz, after the year after he coached the Lions and got fired, he went to the Bills, he coached the Bills, the Bills came to Detroit, and they won. And then the Bills' defensive players carried him off the field. This yes. is like in week five. Yes. <laughs> That's how like much this, it meant to him to beat this, his former This is team. what you're getting in Jim Schwartz. Now, I, I do like this hire for the Browns, though. If Jim Schwartz makes the Browns' defense good, I'll go down and personally, single-handedly carry him off the field. <laughs> and I hope you shoot Browns video of it and put it on Instagram. Since 1999. And finally, our last three and out. Speaking of Jim Schwartz, may the Schwartz be with you. Happy 92nd <laughs> birthday today to James Earl Jones, author of quite possibly the greatest twist in movie history. No, I I once called James Earl Jones. Do you want this story? Uh, yeah, sure. So it was May the 4th, and I wanted to get John Williams or Mark Hamill or, you know, the guy who played Yoda, one of the Star Wars-y type people. Sure. So I found a number for James Earl Jones, and I picked up the phone and called it, rang a couple times. It's a little nervous, you know, what I would say if he answered the phone. He's a legend, maybe has the greatest yeah. voice of all time. And it goes to voicemail, which I'm really glad it did. <laughs> because if you're James Earl Jones and you have that voice, you don't go to the automated message. Leave a message after the tone, after the beep, beep. No, it was James Earl Jones goes, Jones goes hi, this is James. Leave me a message after the tone. <laughs> and I did, but it was the greatest outgoing voicemail greeting of all time. He was yeah. not only Darth Vader, but he was also Terrence Mann in Field of Dreams. Take a listen. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Baseball. Hey, hey, hey listen. There's James Earl Jones is one of the best ever. Also a graduate of the University of Michigan. So all roads on this show, Aaron Goldhammer, go back to Ann Arbor. He's very well celebrated, by the way, at his alma mater. Now, I also I got to play this for my daughter, who's a huge fan of the Lion King. Of course, he was Mufasa in the Lion Everything the light touches is our kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Everything the light touches is our kingdom here on Canty and Carlin. Got to thank Stash <laughs> for producing it. Up next on many of these ESPN radio stations, we've got Joe and Amber. This has been Canty and Carlin right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.